little man. I will destroy you! You sound like a jerk! If you ask me, everybody in this theater is a giant sucker! Especially you! I was saying, Bruins. Give me some sugar, baby. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Breakfast of Champions, Trail Mix and Coffee. Oh, I thought right. it was Trail Mix and Beer. Uh, it's too early for okay. beer. Okay. All, right. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome. This is the uh, all fun bunch of dorks comedy hour. The shiny happy extravaganza. show. Extravaganza. Big show number 276. What makes it big? I don't know. Nothing. It's really. 276. Huh? Man. It goes to 11. We're getting closer to. to uh, we're getting close to the 300. The 300, where everybody that's ever been on this show will be referenced, I guess. It's <laughs> They'll be referenced, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be commented on. <laughs> I want to buy one of those Zoom things, and I would like to get sna- snippets from everyone um, that was, or most people that were on, and just see if I can get anything, you know. I'm sure I yeah, can get something. Yeah, just like a high. Yeah. 300. Yeah, yeah, woo, 300. Maybe you can get uh, some like... Who the hell are we? Why are we and what are we? This is BunchOfDorks.com. My name is Mal. With me, as always... Dr. Morbius. From parts that are currently uh, unknown. unknown. Currently know. unknown. Yeah, currently. And we'll stay that way. Pro- pro- probably pretty much. Yeah. All right. And uh, yes, we are just here to talk, play some awesome, righteous, independent music and talk about dumbness and be stupid. Uh, if you okay. like what we do, you can go to bunchofdorks.com. There you're going to find three different podcasts. Listen to them, rate them, review them, love them, become part of them. Or hate them. Love them or hate them, you know, whatever. Just listen. Listen. And uh, that's going to be the end of my shtick this time. What do you got going on, Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown? Two Dimension. Comic book podcast. No directions. Zero directions. None whatsoever. We got an interview with a director of a I really hope. great documentary, Anthony DiCiato. Uh, the documentary is called My Comic Shop Documentary. We That's on our latest 99th podcast, so listen. Wow, please. 100 shows. 100, 100 coming up soon. The what biggest are you, are you guys doing something crazy for it? Or just uh, we're blowing up stuff. Nice. I think. I don't know. We'll see what happens. You're blowing up all over the internet. Well, 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 boom. Actually, well, actually, boom, yeah. Well, actually, what we're trying to do is get everybody together in one room, which is becoming... <laughs> Increasingly more difficult as the uh, as the time passes, but we're gonna try. We're gonna try. I think that's what that's what happens with all endeavors. Uh, people move away. People die. People say this isn't fun. And I don't want to do it anymore. And that's the end of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, just people get different jobs. They get married. They have different responsibilities. You know, blah blah. blah and then, different you know, points. Different points in your life. You know. But but we're all, we're all going to do it at some point. Hopefully, like in a new, now, in a couple of weeks, maybe. I'm, now I'm not speaking mostly from. I'm speaking more. I'm thinking more of the uh, my old public access show, boy. Because <clears throat> sitting in front of a microphone, hitting start, and talking has never been difficult to me. You want to talk about an undertaking? You, you try and keep together a crew for a, for a mm. public access TV show. Yeah. You can forget it. Especially when there's no... There was a reason it was just no me and George. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it just, it's just, forget yeah. it. All right, so uh, I my, I thought this week's topic could be collectibles. Collectibles! Now, there's a reason, there's a method to my madness, and uh, we'll talk about it after the music break. We'll be right back. Bonnie, don't steal any beer while I'm gone. What kind of pathetic drunk do you take me for? <gasps> Somebody spilled beer in this ashtray! 
motherfuckers. some mud or something? Yeah, I did. And I'm gonna be rich because I'm the only person on Earth who knows where you can find white mud. I didn't say mud, I said crud. You fall into some crud or something? You get some water, wipe off that crud. Come on, Mike, I'm not one of your eight-year-olds that's gonna believe that. Shut up, Steve. All right, way to kick off the show. As a badass's tape, I played Wild Man, Took You on a Date, and Adventure Time. 
So check them out. Adventure Time. Oh, the, oh God, I always forget. I have to write down the names. Write it down, man. So collectibles. I love collectibles. I like to collect. I don't know why. Maybe because I can't relate to other human beings. <laughs> I don't know what the problem <laughs> is. But I like to co- collect. I could be called the pack rat in some circles. But uh, what is your take on this, well, sir? I, this is kind of an interesting thing. I, I'm, I'm currently cleaning out the attic. Florida homes don't have a, a real attic per se. They have just like a crawl space that people convert into attics. Um, so what I did was I'm pulling everything down, putting in flooring, and then putting stuff back up. And in the early 90s, I did this thing where every year I created a box of collectibles, packaged them up, and put them in okay. the attic. Right. Um, cool. And the, these were just things that I like you're just kind of guessing because there's no real method to collectibles if you think something's collectible so on it so does everyone else and they're worthless so yeah. boxes are these boxes I haven't gone through all of them yet I went through two of them they're filled with stuff from Disney stuff to uh, you know any, anything it just there's some really weird stuff there's some exciting stuff there's some junk uh, some stuff totally missed and that you just throw it away you know I had a two boxes of cereal one was the NFL's 75th anniversary Wheaties oh, box yeah and the other one was a Batman Begins with with uh, pop, corn pops, totally worthless, you know. So I just chucked them out. And um, in along with this was boxes of uh, football cards. <laughs> now you often talked about the comic book bust, the unholy alliance between the comic shop and the sports card shop. It, I think it it helped ruin comics, uh, collecting, reading, blah blah. For a certain amount of time until they mostly went away, the sports stores. Right. Nothing against them. I just they just became more speculators than mm-hmm. readers, and that yeah. caused a bad bad, well, and bad scene. Yeah, man. and you remember like you remember when comic books were more were printed than there were humans on the earth. Yeah, you know that kind of stuff. Yes, yes. Well, the same thing happened to sports cards. Now. Oh yeah. And, and I I'm sitting on two boxes of these of these cards, you know, and they, these are big names. What is it like score, a set of score or something? I like have that? like, all, I have a lot of different sets and they're from 89, I do too. I 89 really do. through 96. I, I have a score football set that I got back then with a rookie Emmett Smith, a rookie Troy Aikman, a rookie, this guy. It's I have them all. Anything. I have them all. I have a shack. I have, yeah. I have a box full of Emmett rookies. I have a bunch of, um, like I have Brett Favre rookie cards, you know? Yeah. And, what happens is, you know, and some of them are nice, some of them are junk, some of them are people you... It's fun to look through them because you've never even heard of them. So I started doing some investigating. I knew that they weren't worth much. I didn't realize they weren't worth anything. Jack. They're yeah. they're literally... Worthless. Worthless. They're not even worth the paper they're, they're on. The cardboard would retail for more than the than the cards. So that, of course, angered you. Uh, well, I knew... I, I was braced for it, but I'm like, eh, well, you know... So I wrote a I wrote a, an email to a very uh, large sports card uh, uh, shop in the area, and I was very frank with him. I said, "Look, you know, I know these are worthless. Uh, here, well, here, I, I, you know, what I'll do. I'll pull it up and read it because I, I have his, I have my mine, and then his response, and they're both equally awesome because you know neither of us are uh, beating around the bush here. And what I wrote to this card company was, "Hello, I'm sure you get this a lot. I have a lot of cards from the early '90s." Lots of rookies and sets, mostly NFL with some NBA. I saw some Shaq, Favre, Emmett Smith rookies, along with tons of others. Are these worth anything? Question mark. I have brought them up. If I brought them up to your shop, would you look through them uh, and let me know if there's any interest? Uh, I've heard these are worthless, but I figured I might as well 
Um, I have heard they are worthless and figured I might as well dump gas on them and light them on fire. I would be more than happy to drop them off if you want to look through them or whatever. Please give me your honest opinion. Thanks. So there, I know that these are worthless, but I figured possibly some might be worth something. You know. Yeah. You know how that is. Like one one stupid card might be like, oh yeah, they only made like, like X amount of copies, and it'd be of twelve it, bucks or, or twenty bucks or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. be but worth. The, but what they bit. usually do is like you think it's worth a lot of money, and then they go with their like little monocle and their microscope, and oh, they look at it, you look and they at this. and and they 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 basically like tear it to pieces right in front of your eye, so they can give you minimal amount of money, and then they turn around and they sell it for oh, of course, you know, half yeah. of what it's worth. Of course, and and that's how that whole business works. Yeah. So here's his reply. Uh, Mao, yes, most of the stuff from that era is really unsellable. Shack rookie cards are still, in quotes, valuable, but find someone who wants to buy them, you know, if yeah, you're saying good luck, you know. That's true. Um, if, you have, if you have the score traded, if you have the score traded Emmett Smith rookie card, that's a good card we would buy. If you have the action packed or tops or pro set, etc., those are similarly tough to sell like Shaq, being, saying, you know, good luck. Nobody cares. The reality is, yes, go through and pull out the Hall of Fame guys and the rest used to light a fire. Donate to, donate to them to some kids or have someone at a flea market give you 20 bucks for everything and be done with them. Uh, they're not they're not going to be in demand for decades to come. Uh, they just made too many of them. Yeah. And then if you pull out the small stack, bring them up. And if there's something of value, over 20 bucks, we would be interested, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's reasonable. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm dealing with a very reasonable person. And I knew what I was going to hear. So that got me to thinking, okay, these are really worthless. I, re, I'm going to look through them, but there's no point, honestly. I'm just, I'll be drinking beer and pissing away my time. Because if I do find one that's worth anything, I'll accidentally spill, spill a drop of beer on it. Probably. And then it'll be worth, oh, it's four cents. Yeah. You know, oh, you looked at this? Well, we have a thing that detects how many p- people have viewed it, and it's not worthless, you know. Right. So I was like, well, well, I'll just destroy them. That'll be more fun. I love destroying stuff. Right. You know. And then I thought, wait a minute. I have an idea. <laughs> well, we're going to listen to some music, and when we come back, we'll discuss the bright idea of the clown. Okay. <laughs> Evil. Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. Why the fuck did you do that? Well, I didn't mean to do it. It was an accident.
私やりたくないのにこんなことやらされてるんだよ。ポッドキャストとかも知らんし、みたいな話なんですけど、っていうか、何このフォーチュークッキーしか食べられないっていう、この、は I'm ready. That was Escondido AZ, which I'm assuming is for Arizona. And that is Night Flyer and Stratovulture. Nice. Escondido、so. meaning hide or hidden in Spanish. Huh. There you go. More Spanish lessons for you all out there. And you're writing stuff on your paper.、Yes. If I don't write it immediately, I forget. I have paper. A, I have a <laughs> paper. Yeah, you're so old school, man. You should have like an iPad. Go green, man.、Uh, Go green. Nope. Or, or gangrene. Nope. My, my goal is to destroy as much of the world as I can. And you're going to try. <clears throat> yep. Anyway, so anyway. talk about anyway, destroying. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to be peace and love, and that didn't work out for me, so I'm going to flip the coin and try to be evil and destroy everything in the world. See if that works out for me. Oh, so you're like Two Face. Yep. You flip the coin. Yep. <laughs> so, so, yes. So, my, my, so now I'm starting to think, I was like, well, this is, you know, these are all just junk, and who cares anyway?、Uh, you know, it, it all boils down to the whole, that whole process of walking in with your head in your hands, and you, you're, you're carrying in your meager possessions, and the shopkeep who's done this too many times to even give a shit about your life looks at you with disdain and takes your box and kind of goes through it, and he's like, Worthless, nothing. Oh, this one has a chip in it. No, I don't like this one. And,、uh, you know, seen it a million times with records, seen it a million times with everything. Everything that's collected or traded, you, I'm sure you've seen it. And、oh, maybe, I, know. I know it in the comic book industry. Yeah, you you might have been on the other side, too, where you were the, where you were the disdain going. I was、uh, a dealer and I was a seller. That just can't, not, not of comic books. Let's、yeah. just get that. <laughs> Let's just get that straight. Yeah, no, he's,、uh, he's on the up and up. Yeah.、Uh, so, and and I, a lot of times I hear this when I'm in a record shop. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not selling, I'm just sitting there like, looking through stuff. And I, feel, I hear people coming in with their boxes of, you know, This, this crap that's, that, that is so just whatever, and they want obscene amounts of money because they're out of touch with reality. You know? And they're like, oh, you, you know, this Harry Belafonte, he was a really great singer. You know, this, this should be worth, or this Matravani,、uh, uh, who was that? Matravani. Matravani. This should be worth it. And you're like, no, they made 25 billion of these. This is worth nothing. But, it, but in, you know, in the case of those, they're so old that you would think. They would have worth. No. But, but I have a different take on, on record、yeah. stores. There's a certain fruity store in this town, a fruity <laughs> record <laughs> store. We'll just leave it at, at that. You guys Peel know your、are. banana and、uh, take a bite.、Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm just doing some old cheers from well, my cheerleading well, days back in the 80s. A friend of mine was, try, was getting rid of his record collection, so he was, he was converting it all to MP3. So what he was doing was he took his collection, converted it to MP3, and then took the vinyl. Yep. Over to the fruity store. Right. The fruity store was giving him like maybe like quarter a record. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe a little bit more. He's, I don't know. And he's probably lucky for that. Yeah. Honest, yeah. Well, when you go back and you look at what they're selling it for,、yeah. the, you know, they're, they're, that's dick, dickiness or, you know, what's the Highway robbery, yeah. That's highway yeah. robbery. I can understand that they've got a lot of stock and, you know, it's mostly you want to get rid of it, but it's unfair. What they're doing, and they use that logic that you're talking about. Oh, there's 20 million of them. And I'm like, I feel like going, whenever they tell me that, I feel like, going, can you show <laughs> me the book where it says that? Or is this just from your, like, is this just coming out of your ass when you talk? Yeah, exactly. You know, when you say this crap. But yeah, yeah. So, and I hate, even though I, I, I don't really collect stuff, I, well, I do. This is, the, this is the weird thing. 
I, I stopped doing that collecting box thing, like maybe 96 or 97. So I still have a few more boxes. And for me, I'm getting a lot of enjoyment out of opening these up because it's kind of like looking back at what was Mao's brain like in the early 90s when I first moved to Florida. And there was a lot of exciting things going on. And, um, and that's kind of fun and cool. You know, so I don't, but right. nothing I've hit so far has, is worth anything. You know, there's a couple of Disney things that I might be able to get a few bucks for, but for the most part, eh, just taking up space. The, the collectibles are not going back up into my attic. No, they're, they're going to get sold or they're going to get whatever. Or they're going to get. So then I was thinking, well, how can I contribute to the collectibles world knowing how worthless these things are? And I said, I know. You can make them, you can actually make them be worth something. I'm going to help my fellow man. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all these collectibles that I have now and I'm going to put on my clown makeup and I'm going to get into my clown 12-step persona, which is a little bit different than my natural persona. I'd say a little not bit. Much, a little bit, not much. A little bit maybe twinged toward the evil. And I'm going to, on film, destroy these collectibles. Like, I'm going to hold up an Emmett Smith rookie card. I don't care what it's worth in a book. And I'm going to light it, dip it in gas and light it on fire. And then I'm going to light, you know, the Shaquille O'Neal rookies. And I'm going to destroy all these cards. Um, and it's, it's, I think it's going to invoke a couple different reactions. First of all, people that love these things are going to be off the chain angry at me and hateful. I don't care. I'm a 12-step the angriest clown in the world. I don't. What do I care about it? Right. Other people are going to laugh because they realize the reality of what you have. If I walk into a store, it's going to be the same old tongue and dance. If I can even convince someone to look at it, it's going to be like, no, everything you own in this whole entire car is worth a nickel total. So they know it's futile. It's a f- I'm, I'm kind of rebelling against a f- the futility of the whole situation. And then the third thing is, um, hey, if you do have those boxes of that worthless crap, I've just made them that much more valuable. Exactly. Because yeah. you know what? There's one less Shaq rookie, and there's one less Emmett Smith rookie, so maybe, maybe if enough of people like me burn shit up, you'll have a gold bar. You're, so you're, keep clinging to the dream, man. You're actually like destroying, but actually creating at the same time. You're creating, a, you're storing a collectible, but creating another collectible See? too. And the way I'm, so and, it's a good and bad. Yeah, thing. it is, and I understand that. But I don't. I'm, at this point, I don't care. Like, I've been beaten. I invested my money, and I didn't. They weren't like that expensive. But um, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna destroy these cards. And I was thinking, I could do a Kickstarter campaign. And I'll go on Kickstarter and say, like, look, if you really hate a team or if you really hate a, a star, send me, if you send me X amount of dollars, I'll on camera destroy that and then send them, like, the remains of the card in, a, in an envelope. Like, for, for five bucks, I'll burn Emmett Smith's face with a torch and mail the destroyed card. I don't, or think, anybody, like I don't think anybody hates him that much. No, no, Emmett Smith was a... I love Emmett Smith. Yeah. So I, I'm using him as a, as a like, a... A point of of conversation, but I love Emmett Smith. I would, you know, yeah. I have a lot of his cards. I really enjoyed him as a runner and as a person. He's yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. But so that's my plan. And then my plan is to to like even say, hey, if you have boxes of stuff that you're stuck with, send it to me, and I'll destroy Superman one. I'll destroy what any whatever anyone sends to the clown. <laughs> like I don't care what it is. If somebody jumps, like, well. I, sh- I better watch what I say, but that will be like a way, like where people will be sending me their the the Superman death 
thing, which we all know yeah, right, is worth yeah. a, this, I have a couple of the spawn them. one through twenty, and I'll just light him on fire in front of a camera as the evil clown. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would, I would just limit myself to comics and that. I would limit myself to like, you know, other things too. Like you said, we were talking about vinyl, or, uh, you know, or, 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 if so, or whatever. Would, it's just, a, it's just a show about destroying things. You yep. know, that's, that's, that's all it is. We don't want to personalize it or anything uh, like and that. And I don't, and I think, you know, that's one of the things. I, with the sports cards, the way I said it, does sound like, like a, because, like a vendetta. Yeah, or but, you, I mean, but you know how crazy people are with sports. Yeah. You know how much people hate, you know, the New England Patriots. How much they hate whatever, and it's like almost that's like a way of extorting money from them. And I think if I did that, I would make more money than I ever. If people people might buy it, or they might say that's just stupid, you know. And, and either way, I don't care. I'm still gonna be burning stuff on camera yeah. as the clown. So I would love it if somebody like gave me a really a, an actual collectible that was worth money, and I just smashed it on air like. <laughs> Like, <laughs> this is worth 1200 bucks. Not anymore, and I just shoot it with a gun right in my hand. I, I have some <laughs> ideas, but I'm not going to tell you on the air now. Yeah, like, I think it would be interesting to do some <coughs> some mock, some fake ones. Like, yeah. I, have, I have an idea, but I'm not going to right, well, we'll, 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 we'll do it uh, off air. And this is all patent pending. Don't don't be yeah, clown destroys collectibles. Copyrighted. Uh, yeah. Morbius Enterprises. Clown Shoe Productions. So, all right, we're going to go to a break mull over what I've just said and let me know what you think if you have some collectibles you want me to destroy because I'm even talking about like Star Wars I have yeah, Star, Star Wars, Wars uh, stuff that I will just burn on camera you know and just all kinds of stuff so you can't burn like money or anything like that I think that's against the law oh I wouldn't burn money anyway it's not it's worthless <laughs> yeah ah, but a boom, we'll be right back I expected the Rocky Mountains to be a little rockier than this I was thinking the same thing. That John Denver's full of shit, man.
what you do at Inatech is you take the specifications from the customers and you bring them down to the software engineers. Yes, y yes, uh, that's, that's right. Well, then I just have to ask, why couldn't the customers just take them directly to the, to the software people, huh? Well, uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, because engineers are not good at dealing with customers. All right, that was our good friends, Husqvarna. I actually used one of Husqvarna's um, songs for the uh, show opening of the Dub420 project from its inception through the last episode. A lot of good times, man. Good times. <laughs> not worth anything, though. You're no gonna destroy some. You're going to destroy some punk records? Good. That wouldn't hurt a little bit, but I some of the stuff is gonna. I think some of the stuff that I You've destroy. You got a lot of vinyl. Man. I mean, some of the stuff that I destroy is gonna hurt me too. But I'm gonna. I, I think I should really stick to my guns. Well, you know, I think it should. It shouldn't just be. It should be for everybody. Should suffer. Yeah. For this show, not of course. just not just the, the. I'm giving for my art form of destruction. Yeah, yeah, and through and through destruction comes a new being, a new creation. Mm. See, well, you know, even the even the whole the whole thing of I'm not putting these boxes back up. You know, that is kind of liberating. And I'm, I'm not one. I'm I know, not. You know, in a way, I know what you mean because you're, you're saddled sometimes like people like me with all this crap, and you want to sell it, but nobody's going to give you anything for it. So it might be liberating to just take it and destroy it and say, "It's you're out of my life. You don't mean anything to me anymore, and yeah. you're gone. I loved you while you were around, but that's it. It's almost like a. It's almost like a cremation. Now, one of the things that I am doing, I I've kind of come now. Anyone that knows me knows I have a lot of video game stuff, a yeah. lot, a lot of video game stuff. I'm going through all that, and I think I'm actually going to... That I'm selling off. That has value. People want that stuff. It's desired, you know. Um, man, I have so much video game stuff. I have systems and games and accessories and boxes and boxes and boxes. I bet you I have enough to fill up four cubes at work with wow. video games and systems and games. So those... I was going to keep them, and then I'm like, why am I doing this? That's the other thing that... From my perspective, like even like I have a, a crap ton of records and a whole lot of CDs and stuff, but I play them. It's I'm not collecting yeah, them. Yeah, I, these yeah, are like uh, these are things, like my guns and my guitars and my swords and all this other stuff. I have to make decisions about how many I really need in my life. You know, I like to play guitars, but I don't need as many as I have, so I have to sell them. Keep one or two of my favorites, and that's the end of it. Like I have to lighten the load, and I want to do it like. You know, I don't want to miss the stuff I'm getting rid of, but having video game systems shrink-wrapped in an attic or in a storage unit, well, first of all, I'm not enjoying it. Second of all, it's just, all I'm doing is saying, oh, I have this system. And third, that system could be at someone's house where they love it. Maybe their kids would play it nonstop. Like, I'm taking away what this intended purpose is, you know. Nothing, you know. It's like, would, would would we be able to? Would you would you be able to destroy stuff like junk mail and stuff like that on there? That you know, crap you get from you know. Yeah, but no one would care about that. No, but it would be cathartic to. Oh some. yeah, of course I would. I'd burn anything. Okay, anything. All right. Part of the reason I made the original Dub 420 was so I could destroy things on yeah, well, camera. That's what I like. I don't like. I don't even. I don't. <laughs> the part. The part about the collectible. That's that's good. I just like the the no. destroying of like something. You if know? I if I could get a job where I blew up buildings or whatever like that. Yeah, you I, could be I, one of those guys that blows up the building, but doesn't hurt any of the buildings around yeah. them or whatever. I I I swear, if I was that guy, I would still go every day. I would go there like an hour early and smash windows and go inside the building and just break yeah. things with a baseball bat. I would have a a kit of my favorite destruction things, and I would just. 
go and smash stuff for 30 minutes, and then the bell would ring, and they'd be like, oh, okay, time to go to work. And then I would actually do it, like, Hey, and, and you said you're, you're getting a new barbecue. You get a, a, another cheaper one, and we just just barbecue things. Hibachi. You know, those little, those little like Japanese it's, it's hibachi grill night. Yeah. You know, just keep throwing things in there and blow <laughs> them up, and yeah. a new creation comes from it. And it does, it, that does bother me a little bit that I have these things that their purpose in life isn't being fulfilled. Like yeah. comic books were made to read, not put into plastic and never, no, that ne- is true. never look at them. And that you know, like you're you're kind of ruining the very purpose of this thing's being. Well, you know that that leads you to. I'm glad you said that because uh-huh. uh, that'll give me something to say. Run with it, man. I'm gonna run with <laughs> it, dude. That that led me to something that I was thinking about this week about the comic book or the comic book industry or the purpose of the comic book, which is a good way of uh, of uh, talking back back in back in the old days. And this is what I think is wrong with the comic book industry, among other things. Back in the old days, you only had the movie theater. You only had three channels on television. Which were you, crap. You, you, no, no, not really. But Well, during the day, what are you going to watch? But yeah, whatever. You know, the, the, the Dying for Dollars movie with, could have been like a B movie or yeah. whatever. But anyway, you had a book, which for a kid would be boring because there's no pictures. And then you had the comic book. That was a major form of entertainment. It yeah. honestly was. Now, it's a collectible. Because the movies seem to be the ones that are making all the money. The comic book industry is making money. I'm not going to say it's not a million dollar industry. It is. But it seems to be like a, a you know a half-assed, you know, red-headed stepchild to the movies that are being made yeah. now. But then again, maybe those movies will get overblown and they'll stop making them too in the future. But it's like comic books, like you said, they really they have lost their purposes. There are readers out there. There's a lot of readers out there, but it's not the way it used to be. Just because video games is another thing. We're just so inundated with entertainment now. The internets, oh yeah, you know the video games and all that stuff. So comic books have kind of lost their way in a way. Yeah. So that's kind of what's making them, in a lot of ways, worthless. Especially ones from the '90s. Like the '90s seemed to be like the the pits, the bubble, the, the nadir, the bubble yeah. of like it's collectability. Worse. Yeah, well, it was uh, the same. As, it was worse than the housing bubble. Like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> no. listen, I mean, not monetarily wise, but the effects. Yeah, the effects. The cards the, yeah. and the and the and the things. There was so many being made. Comic books. They, yeah, they, yeah. An asteroid can hit the Earth, and if someone finds them, they'd still be worthless because they still would find nine hundred of them in one pit instead of. Yeah, they find them know, in somebody's man cave. <laughs> <laughs> so they go like they would probably think that this is this, our history. They're like, oh, these this civilization flew and they fought giant mm. monsters and Boy, they did all that. How'd they get beat up by an asteroid? That's weird, but whatever, you know. Well, there is an asteroid that's supposed to be hitting us in twenty eight twenty, I think. So. Nice, bring it. Yeah, twenty eight. Come, come on, 20. come on and get us. So anyway, oh, yeah, twenty eight twenty. Yeah, twenty eight twenty. Oh, I wanted twenty twenty eight. No, no, not gonna happen. But uh, anyway, um, be, I, have said it I before. hope not. That I hope not. I don't want that. I don't want that. I, I, I want to. I want to still do a few things. Nah. I got a few things I got left to do. I always uh, thought that would be a real honor if you were like if you were the last people on Earth and the apocalypse happened. What an honor! I mean, all the people that came before you, you're actually witnessing the end, and then you'd be like, "Ride it out, man. Raise no. it. Raise a beer. That's that's kiss you. a loved one and." See you, see you on the other side. And there you is know, no. <laughs> the thing I don't like, the thing I, the most thing, the, the worst thing about that is it would hurt. <laughs> it would for hurt. A, it I don't hurt like for a second. I don't care. I don't like the idea, you know, so no, no. All right, well, whatever. Anyway, that's just, you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, destruction. But yeah, so, see, I but you have, you, you, you have built into you 
the punk rock ethos, I think. You, you, lived, you lived the lifestyle. <laughs> Living the dream, man. You're living that dream, and it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's a dream. No, you don't do anything bad. But Self-destructive, you, you know. No, no, but you like, you, you, you know, you like to destroy, which I guess is, is, is interesting. It's an yeah. interesting concept, and it is catharsis, so yeah, I, I, I'm not totally against I think it. that might even be genetic, because my pop has no use for anything. That that's true. Some people that lived in a different generation, a harder life, just they didn't didn't really care. They didn't have anything throw to begin. They didn't have anything away, to begin yeah. with. It, once it's used up, and I mean used well, my up, my dad was like that too. He didn't away. have any interest in it. It's like, what's this? You know, I wouldn't be <clears> mean about it or throw them <throat> away. But you know, it was a different generation, a tougher time, a different time. Yeah, that's true. Now what? we're all entertainment all the time. All the time. All right, we're gonna take a quick music break, and then we're gonna come back for our. Final thoughts, and I just had one more pop into my head that I was thinking of, so hold on. Forest is motion squirrel! Hey, Powers! You better watch your friggin' self, because this is one doctor who does make house calls. Right, Mini-Me? Hey, assholes! I'm right over here! I'm Mini-Me! Come and get me!
Oh, bald men, they know what I need. They open my mouth and then force feed disposable words that aren't thrown away, recycled again for another day. I want to hear the same thing over and over again, please. I didn't get it the first time, so we right in the mouth. That's Bush. Bush League. It doesn't matter what your name is! It's all good, and we're it's all, all good. good. So that was Ninja Gun. What did I play for you? Oh my god, I'm out. Of, I'm, out I'm not even in position here. It's, it's the uh, picture of a boy and his... Oh, oh man, I'm blowing it. I'm blowing it. Uh, a picture of a boy in his prime, unpopular mechanics, and reverb. Sorry about that, everyone. Sometimes I... I have these windows condensed on the computer as I'm doing my mad science experiments here, and it cuts off, and I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> a picture of his boy in his, I don't know, it's a P, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, anyway. I don't want to do that. Yeah, what is that? No, no, no. Uh, so, yeah, so thank you very much, Ninja Gun. As always, I'm going to have everything um, linked in the show notes. I would ask that you go check out these bands, give them some love. They give us all kinds of love, and, uh, you know, let them know you like them. Yeah, or, you know, and if you don't, let then us know you like us too. <laughs> I give that. I have given that up. Uh, so yeah, any calls to action, people can't be bothered with anymore. Like, 
you're like, hey, would you slightly just turn and click the stars on that thing you're listening to? No. Well, I don't have well, I, I, I don't I, have time like that in my life for that kind of stuff. Well, you know? I, I got to tell you that our, our we do have one fan, a friend of mine, CK, uh, a Joust. Joust. Yeah. He really does like our show. Like I, the other day, I was talking to him on the phone, and we were talking about Slow Robot, and he said, "You got a new show." I go, yeah, we'll have one on Wednesday. He goes, oh, yeah, I can't wait. So there that's are some cool. people that I think there actually are some. look forward yeah. to our show. And, and thank you oh, that's nice. to I mean, Joust really, and yeah. them. And oh, uh, yeah. hopefully he'll be on our show at some point, which will be cool. That'll be awesome. I hope so, too. I, yeah. I'm, uh, you know what? Because next week I have that uh, arcade auction. I swear if I see a Joust machine, I'm buying it. <laughs> he's, it's gonna be his. I don't know how we're gonna get it there, but we're gonna be like. Yeah, he's in Ocala. He, he's like, he's like, I live in an apartment. I was like, well, you own this joust machine, bro. He lives in the country, actually. Oh <laughs> <so. laughs> uh, yeah, I can, I'm actually very excited. Um, I love going to these things. Like, I, I, it's so exciting to me. I usually don't ever bring anything home, or it's a big bust, or whatever. But I mean, I'm always looking for a jukebox. I'm always oh, yeah, because well because yeah. I've I've been buying up 45s. You have been 45s. Punk okay. 45s and <laughs> and and Johnny Cash and Elvis like this thing's gonna be stacked with awesomeness, not crap, you know. Actually, I think at the I think at the Sound Exchange you can get 45s cheap there yeah. for like a 50 cents yeah. or a buck and get some. And I do have some classic cheesy ones too, like yeah. the Neil Diamond maybe or Carpenters. I have some not classics, cheesy, you know, good, yeah. good stuff. Uh, and um, you know, and what and the the bubble burst on those. Those were going for big money. Yeah. Then they just people got sick of them because they're huge. They're very huge and they're very finicky. I the, hate those bubbles. Yeah, the problem up. is people that bought them still think they're worth seven grand. And you're like, look, bro, this is a hundred dollars. Are you talking about jukeboxes? Jukeboxes, you yeah. Get them cheap now. They're worthless now because no everything's an iPod. Everything's on a little tiny thing. So, and I don't want one that's a CD player. So I want the actual record player. You know, forty fives. I almost. I was at an auction two uh, two times ago, so this is like probably like mid last year, and there was one from the seventies, which I'm not. I want one from the sixties, but eh, seventies had that wood grain and wood grain and chrome, still still kind of cool, still kind of. Cool. And I could have actually painted it out and made it look fifties and sixties anyway. Still cool. Right. So the guy, and it was this was in really nice shape, but the guy who owned it wanted like seven hundred bucks for it, and no. no one bid on it. I had it for fifty bucks, and the guy who owned it bid—he paid money to keep it. Of course, if you put fifty bucks on. He's going, I'm gonna give it to you for fifty bucks. He wouldn't, and then he raised his hand. I raised my hand a second time. And with fifty-one. <laughs> no, no, no. It went to like I had it up. I think I went up to like a hundred and a quarter, and I was like, this guy's not gonna give it up. He he told me I want seven hundred. I didn't it. think guys, the the owner could outbid people. They they do, and that's. So it cost him money not to lose money. He ha- he paid 150 bucks to take his own thing home. And oh, I and I was man. like, "You're dumb, dude." I didn't say anything to him because I ju- I knew who it was and I just let it go. Yeah. Because nobody cared that about that sucks. thing, and it was literally. He said, "What do you want?" I said, "50 bucks." Like I said, 50 bucks. I could have said five bucks, and that would have been it, you know. So. Uh, yeah, but whatever. And, and uh, well, 700 is a lot of money. That's not cheap. I but it's not worth. It's worth. 50 bucks or 100 bucks. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's unrealistic, but whatever. I don't care. But it was in good shape, right? Yeah, it was in nice shape. Yeah, that's what, it's, that's what the deal is. Yeah, but that's, that's Getting back to collectibles, that's what the deal is with collectibles. They don't want necessarily a book that might be, even though they'll take a book that's a first appearance and it could be very valuable, but they want condition. I know. Well, it's unrealistic. It's, it's unrealistic condition, though. It's unrealistic condition. You know, and that's what, like, even cars, you know, that's what I wanted. The last thing I wanted to talk about a little bit was cars. Um, obviously, 
I'm very much into cars, and this new my newest car has really brought me back to a place that I was a very long time ago, where I'm kind of nuts with cars, horsepower, speed. You know, I really I'm really looking forward to getting a new hot rod. That's a American muscle kind of craziness. The deeper you get into that world, you start to see these shows where people are highlighting garages, and you have these guys that are like super collectors, and these cars are just sitting there, and they're just literally. The guy will have a hundred of the most beautiful, awesome cars in the world, and they're just sitting there. I'll tell and you it, a story it, about it. It breaks that. my heart. I'll tell you a story about it. You look that. at it, and you're like, oh, my God, look at that. And I guess the same could be said about a, a young, aspiring guitar player who looks at a, a wall of somebody's guitars, and you're like, every guitar here is the prime example of a beautiful guitar, and they just, they're just getting dusty. The strings are getting rusty, you know? And you're like, that sucks, you know? I, it, it, you have the means, I guess. You know, I I don't I don't know how people get that much wealth that they can afford to have those kind of cars. You know, some of these, some of these guys' garages have you're talking about thirty million dollars worth of car in it, like, and that's like wow. You know, I worked for a guy years ago, huh? and um, he was uh you know he he was a car guy, but he was into Mazdas. Yeah, there's those. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. into Mazdas, but then like all of a sudden, I guess he started getting into old muscle cars. So we'd be at work, and there was, you know, we had a big window in front where you could see the traffic or the street or whatever. Yeah. Every once in a while, you'd see like, you know, those those trucks that that carry cars, you know. Yeah, car a car hauler. Car hauler, yeah. Well, you see a car hauler come in with like two mint-looking '68 GTOs. Okay, well, dude, the owner had so much money that he was going out and buying old muscle cars. And he and he built. He actually built like he had some uh, storage bays which he was trying to rent, but he couldn't. He turned them into little garages. So he was like, like if like kid would collect Matchbox cars, this guy was collecting real muscle cars. And we were looking. We'd look at him and go like, oh, there goes our raise. Oh, there goes our Christmas bonus. You know, because. And I, I don't work there anymore. I think the guy passed away. But towards the end of his life, he went crazy buying cars. He had a lot. That's what happens. He had a lot of money you know, and he was buying a lot of cars. I don't know if he was driving them. And the other either. thing that, one of the things that mostly bothers me with the whole industry of hot rods and stuff is it's, it's, it's the same as everything else with peaks and valleys and stuff gets hot, stuff gets cold. You know, I love those, um, and this is totally opposite of my, my lust for muscle, muscle cars. I also like those micro cars. Okay. The the Messer Schmitz with the three wheels and, and the, the BMW Isettas with that three, like the little BM motorcycle engine in them. And I love those, and I would love I would drive one of those every day if I could. And what happens is those that market took off now, and you're looking at a car that that they're getting twenty or thirty thousand for that was probably about eight hundred bucks new. And it hurts your head kind of because there's not like there's a there's a lot of them still left. It's not like they're I don't know I I can't describe it. It's a very odd. That's one of the things that hurts your head about collectibles and about like even about hot rods about all that stuff. You know, you look at these things and you're just like, how could this possibly garner a million dollars at an auction? A, a car just sold for $38 million yesterday. All it takes is some whatever to pay the money. Well, there's this, there's this, there's a, a Superman number. There's a first appearance of Superman coming up and they want $2 million for it because it's a mo- book from 1937, maybe 38. Is that the one where he's like throwing a plane on the yeah, cover yeah, or whatever? Yeah, there's a, there's, a ver- there's a copy that's... That they grade as a 9.0, meaning it looks like it just came off the newsstand. It's from 1939. It's been preserved that well. It was preserved. You know what happened? Here's the story. I don't know if this book came from this collection out there. Back in the 70s, 
there was a guy who lived in Colorado. Now think Colorado, cold, dry climate or whatever. This is a guy, a postman from the from the 30s and 40s and 50s or whatever. And he was collecting he was collecting comics, but he wouldn't really read them. He would look at them and he would put them away. Stored them, put them in his attic. They stayed cold because it doesn't get hot in Colorado. They stayed pristine mint. Okay, in the 70s, he, he passed away. So the wife saw all this stuff that he had and she wanted to get rid of it so there was around the, in the 70s it, it, the comic sh- comic book store started to pop up it became the phenomenon that mm. it is or it isn't now or it whatever. was in its infancy then yeah so there was a comic book shop called mile high comics of course you know colorado so i guess she contacted mile high and the guy went over there and his eye and when he went there i guess he was trying he he probably had to hold his his put his hands over his face so his eyes wouldn't pop out mm-hmm. but he made her an offer and it was probably like low yeah. ball, yeah. but back in the 70s, the books didn't become as insanely valuable as it they are now. It was valuable, but probably like four grand valuable back yeah. then. Or it wasn't like millions or whatever. Right. You know? I don't know. I don't know if he took her. Let's put it that way. But but the old man had like almost every comic book from the 30s, 40s, and 50s oh in God. mint condition. So Can you the, imagine that? So dude got like a truck, gave her like a few grand. And took off, and he made millions off it. And then the woman, I think, later tried to sue him, but I guess there was, the case was never, you know. But that's how a book like that would, mm. would, would stay in that condition because somebody in a cold, dry climate, you know, has a grandfather that probably bought a few books for entertainment back in the day. Like I talked about back then, comic books was a form of entertainment. Millions, many millions read comic books in the 40s and 50s. Yeah, yeah. And so the guy put them away, read them, put them away, and just. But there just wasn't a nice. collector's mentality back then. People no. read them. They gave them to their cousins. They oh. read them. They gave them to their brothers. They read them. Then they destroyed them. I, th- some people would collect. Some would collect, but the the, the mentality read, started, I think, somewhere in the in the sixties, maybe. And then when they became in the seventies, it became more business like. Yeah, because I know, in, one of the things that often pops up with those old books or those or old magazines and stuff like that. Pennsylvania Dutch have a uh, that when they built houses, they would actually use magazines and yes. comic books and stuff as the insulation underneath yeah. linoleum floors. Mm-hmm. So when you're pulling up old homes in Pennsylvania, that's where you find a treasure trove of ad stuff, ad agency stuff, because it's, you know, from a newspaper. Somebody somebody last year, the year before, found an action number one in the, in the, in the, in the, whatever, the lining of the walls for, for, uh, insulation. insulation. And then the, the, the guy freaked out and he grabbed it and he goes, oh my God, action number one. And while he's looking at it, Apparently, like his his grandmother, his aunt grabbed it and she ripped it. It still made a lot of money off it, but oh it was it was in one piece. And grandma grabbed it and ripped the cover off, Not so they had to sell the cover. You just list. cost us. Yeah, you oh. just cost about a hundred grand right there. But Holy yeah, shit. somebody used Action One as insulation for their wall. That, that, that's not uncommon. I know Pennsylvania Dutch. I grew up in that I area. I think it was up there too. They, they'll they'll they they would put a penny underneath those fuses so they wouldn't burn out the fuse. And it's an old ass. And you'd pen, burn the yeah. and you'd burn no. I mean, you're saying you'd, oh, you'd, you're jeopardizing the safety of your house for a penny. Yeah, right. And a few, you know, and you're like, oh Christ. All right, that's it for. Look for a clown to be destroying collectibles that are near or dear to your heart in the very near future and on then, video. And, and and then and then as a side note, when after the clown does that show, we'll have another show about collectibles too about how to collect we're going to have a show about how to collect and then we're going to do a show about destroying your collectibles it'll be it'll be the yin and yang of collecting that would be awesome I think we have a new formula patent pending Morbus Enterprises Clownship Productions alright we're going to see you next week my name's Mal with me as always Dr. Morbius we'll see you on the other side bros and and not hoes wait 
bros and gal- gals and guys, guys and gals. Yeah, guys and gals, chicks and You know, people say like like hoes or bees, like they no, say the B say word. That. That's so nasty. Why do people do that? Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yes, nice. What's happening, the hot stuff?